Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. So many thrills. So many spills. Triple M is proud to present MG's Rugby League Rundown. A very special week on the rundown, MG, as we head into Indigenous Round, a celebration of Indigenous players, Indigenous cultures and everything that they have contributed to the sport of rugby league over the years. How are you, sir? Yeah, very much a profound uh, week in our calendar, Liam. Well, uh, I'm great, buddy. Good to see you. Um, yeah, the, the Indigenous Round is, is a special one because we have had so many and we've, we've got so many um, Indigenous players who have starred and broken down barriers in our game and I'm glad that we each each year we kind of respect the, the fact that this is a massive round on our calendar and it's the last chance for any origin hopefuls to to stake their claim for a jersey this is it now we get the complete MG origin side today don't we we do oh, looking forward to it uh, quickly do. um indigenous round uh favorite indigenous player you played uh, with or against, and favourite one growing up that you loved watching, or, or uh, since you've retired? Yeah, growing up it was always Larry Corowa. I remember um, watching him when I was a, a young young tacker and seeing him going up the sidelines of most grounds as fast as lightning and just saying, oh, Larry Corowa, what a player. Um, when I played, playing against Cliffy Lyons was always, a, and playing with him was always spectacular. Watching him, sometimes you get... You catch yourself just watching him with his ball hand handling, mesmerised by how bloody good he was. Um, and then I think, I think post uh, post my my career, I think I can't go past um, GI and and Latrell. I think them two are very very similar players. They're going to have such a a, a, a print on the game that um, I think will be remember, they'll be remembered forever in our game. So it's uh, it's in good hands. Indigenous boys are carrying the flag beautifully. Yeah, Latrell for mine, current day, and, and when I first started falling in love with the game of rugby league and first learned about it late in life, it was Preston. Or oh, Preston yeah. at the Gold Preston's Coast awesome. Titans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, unbelievable. Hey, yeah. before we talk about the round ahead, let's look back on the week. Uh, in fact, before we look back on the week, can I, I'm sure you've said this already on uh, Mick and MG in the morning, but Anthony Griffin, the situation, thoughts? Uh, another sad day in rugby league, I, I would say. Um you know that it was the it was rugby league's worst kept secret. Um, and yesterday morning, um, he became the first coach of twenty twenty three to be shown the door. Um, I think the I think the dragons have handled this pretty appallingly, to be honest. And they should be kind of ashamed of themselves. I think it stems back to the fact that way back in whenever um, they basically said you've got to reapply for your job, and that was kind of the writing on the wall for mine. That was when it kind of went okay. There's something going on at the Dragons. They're, I'm not. I'm one of them guys who likes to see the coach write out his contract, no matter what's happening. Now they've got an interim. They might win a couple of games, but they're still going to be in the same position. And obviously, Jason Rolls is the uh, the leading candidate to take that mm. job. And I would go somewhere left the field if it was me. I'd go someone like a Desi Hasler for a couple of years, just to oh yeah, ins- install a bit of the authority and a bit of respect and uh, the to a brand that's on the wane. It's uh, it's. It's amazing the capitulation in this club since they won a grand final in 2010. Um, I think they've only won, made finals twice since then. I haven't made the top four at all. Um, so they've been unsuccessful since 2010. And it's, uh, it's a worry because they are a joint venture. And the joint venture part of it with the Illawarra in particular, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a breeding ground for rugby league players. They would never want to lose that. So... Um, and some big questions, Liam, to be asked and to be answered at um, St. George Illawarra. And the fans in particular, they need some transparency mm. on where they're headed. You mentioned Jason Riles. Uh, it looks as though the Roosters have signed off on him being allowed to yep. leave his contract early for the start of next year. And it does have a, it does have a smell of, of Craig Fitzgibbon to the Sharks about it. And I guess you just hope that if Jason Riles is the man, he's given... Because we know famously through Mary McGregor's tenure that all this uncertainty around the support he was given and the decision-making he was given um, about the club and about, you know, do, how to do his job. He wasn't empowered to do his job. Um, he was, you know, there were, there were strings attached to everything. And yeah. you hope that if Jason Rolls goes there, he gets the sort of autonomy that it appears that the Sharks have given Craig Fitzgibbon so mm. that, yes, this is my show. I'm running this, running this team. Let me coach. The, if you back me in as the coach, if I'm the man you want, 
back me in and let me let me do it my way because you know the undercurrent it feels like over the last however many years with this club is that the behind the scenes support the board support the ceo support all the rest of it has been where the coaches have felt let down yeah couldn't agree more i think that um if you're going to do this job and there was talk even today that um if Riles does get it, his support staff will be made up of someone like a Hornby and a Dean Young and and maybe mm. a bit of recruitment with uh, with Brownie, Nathan Brown. So, look, they're heading in the right direction. I just think they need an instant zap of of authority and something there. It's, look, I know it's a long, uh, you know, I I really feel for the, the fans at the Dragons. It's something they've, they've got to, you know, they keep asking and, and pleading with the, the club to you know, show them some respect and they don't seem to be getting you back. It's, it's a, it's I don't, don't want to get, I don't get bogged down on that, but <clears throat> this season still has a long – we're not even halfway through the season. Still another 12 weeks There's a long way to go in this year. Yeah. And at the moment, Dragons – Odds on to finish last, right? The yeah. West Tigers have shown that there is there are some there are some green shoots coming through at that club. The Dragons are odds on to finish last. That's what the expectation is, I would think, throughout the league. They need to find a way. They can't just let this season be a write-off. They can't just lean on the fact that, ah, oh, well, we let the coach go back after round 10, um, round 11. That's why we've had such a terrible year because – you know, you've still got talent players on talented players on that mm. list, and you still want to be a a club. Hopefully, that players want to come to play at. Uh, and yeah. if if this if they just allow this season to fritter away, with the idea, the notion that oh yeah, when when Jason turns up in twenty twenty four, if he is the man, that's when we'll start rebuilding. It it you're destroying what little foundations are left. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think that. Um there's a, there's a long road ahead, and there is a long road ahead in this this season. There's still a lot of footy to be played out, and mm. um, the the number one mandate from the powers that be at the Dragons is to make sure that their number one player, Ben Hunt, is happy because I don't think he is mm. at the moment. And already I'm hearing that the dogs are chasing him, and it's uh, could you know if you lose him, um, you lose a, a player who can attract other players, and it'd be a long. T- it's it's kind of different to the dogs because the dogs already had. The dogs had a few good players before they got Serrato. You know, they've obviously mm. they got Kikau and um, and and Reed Marnie um, after he'd signed, and but they'd already had Burton and the, the Fox, and um, they've got some players who you know, you know, Karaz and um, Dragons at the moment they just seem to be a, a hole in, in a hole full of mud. They can't get out of it. It all stems back to that that infamous barbecue gate. Mm. Ever since that day happened. The stench on the club has been profound. Yep. And they haven't been able to get out of the, you know, the funk. It doesn't mean a different p- personnel as far as the coach goes. Probably, probably because it doesn't seem to be working. To but now there's no more excuses for this team. Now, the the hook is gone. Now there's this these players who seemingly didn't want to listen to what the coach had to say, because watching them play footy, they're not playing for their coach. They're not. They're not even playing for themselves. Ah, you know, exactly. You get, a, you, you get to a stage in a rugby league career where you, even if you don't like the coach. You say, well, you know what? It's, I've got to pull my finger out of my ass because you know, I want to go to another club. No one's going to look at me if I'm playing like this. So, that's it. Um, watch this space for the Dragons because yeah. inevitably, Liam. How long? How often do we see a club that loses a coach and they play the Roosters on Friday night? Yeah. Um, I think they'll give a good um, account of themselves. All right, I'll get your tip for that one a little bit later. I also would say that as much as there's no excuses left for the players, I don't think there's excuses left for the CEO as well. I think the CEO and the board need to, you know, yeah. all right, you this is here's there's your there's your scapegoat. You've sent out the door. Now it's on you guys. You know, you can't blame Jason Rolls if in 12 months' time this club's still in trouble. Um, <clears throat> right, look back on the round that was Storm 24 to 16 over the Broncos. Broncos lose. Adam Reynolds in the seventeenth minute. He is the, you know, he's the maestro, the conductor of that side. It was always going to be difficult, but they at least put it on a good showing. Yeah, in particular the three, the three big players and the three players who were leading the Dally M, Harry Grant and um, Payne Haas and Cameron Munster. Them three stood out for mine. For the in a, in a losing team, Payne Haas stood out um, and is leading the Dally M's by five yeah. points. Second is Harry Grant, and third is. Uh, is Walsh, um, and then Munster's not far behind him. If, oh, is Munster anywhere? No, not really. Munster's on 19 points, so he's hovering. He's in the mix. Um, yeah, he's in the mix. But then I think Harry Grant is such, having such an out-of-the-box season. He's, he's 
seems to have lifted a gear since um, the, the cheese has gone to the Roosters because he, he has to. He knows that he's got no wicketkeeper to you know, go hard for 20 minutes. He's got to kind of space out his games a lot and make sure that he plays 80 minutes. Payne Haas is just a phenom. He's just watching him each week. I, I'm totally amazed by a guy who can do what he does and be so big as he is. Um, it's just one of them out-of-the-box situations where it's kind of like a unicorn in rugby league. You don't see them, you don't see them very often. They come along, along once in every two or three generations, and he happens to be it as far as forwards go. Um, and Munster, yeah, and Munster, look, he's just, he just gets himself up for big games, doesn't he? He just seems to mm. do it. And 24 to 16, I think it was a kind of, in, you know, it would have been good to see. Look, the Broncos are the, Broncos are the real deal. Put, they are the real deal. Now they've yep. got Walsh at fullback. They lost Reynolds in the first half. They had three blokes in bin. Everything went against them. They still only went within two tries of Melbourne Storm down there, which have got a bad record. So watch these two play next time. They're both at full strength, and it's going to be an epic encounter. The Carrigan hip drop tackle was frustrating oh. for mine because for the NRL to come out and then say there's no charge, which, which means they – That's, which that's means where the it, game lets itself down. That's where the game lets itself down. If you're going to if you're going to sin bin someone and the bunker and, and not sin bin by the ref on the field at the time, sin bin by the bunker. That's what I'm saying. The bunker's bunker has got overrides everything. The bunker's got the keys to the car. And if he's saying that that's a sin bin and then they go to the judiciary and say there's nothing to see here, that's when they're losing the grip on what they're they're trying to do or accomplish. Which because it tells you that, the people who are on the judiciary have got a different set of rule books yeah, to the people well, in the bunker. And that's just that's so inconsistent. That is so inconsistent. Well, you know what? Actually, the cons- inconsistencies are consistent. So that's, <laughs> that's the only thing about the game. It is consistent at the moment as far as the bunker goes. And look, I, you know, I don't like talking about the referees and, 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 and bunkers because, you know, I, I say it every exactly. week. We don't see a player play a, a perfect game. But they've got the, they've got the tools, man. They've got the tools. That I think now we know. We, we knew we, – excuse me. We knew when we could see – um, when you, you know, uh, one of these illegal tackles, the chicken wing and the, the, the grapple and the, mm. um, the cannonball, you, you, you knew when you see a bad one and now we see, now I know if I see a bad one and it's very rare. I yeah, reckon one that of, wasn't a bad one. I reckon one, one around if that now, I reckon we're sort of starting to jump at shadows a bit. We, we get yep. the point. The coaches and the players get the point. Now it's time to give them some respect back and stop being so pedantic with it because, we saw it. It came. It's like another fad as far as these tackles. Now let it go. Let, let it die a slow, slow death. I actually thought Todd Smith did a great job. I want to do because I thought he did a he's really good, good job um, refereeing that game. It was just yeah, that one decision good. that he was handed down by the bunker. It's not on Todd. He got given the direction by the people reviewing it. So Toddy looks like the dude out of where, uh, where the Millers. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? The young bloke. The one who plays uh, the son of Sadakis. <laughs> Ah, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. His name's Will Poulter. Um, He's, yeah, a very good pickup. Uh, Right. Bulldogs 12, Warriors 24. Warriors going into the bye this weekend for them with just, you know, just a nice little, they're sort of flying Mm. under the radar a little bit. Can I just, you talked about the Dally M list just before. Yeah. Sean Johnson, right, sits sixth on the Dally M list. But here's here's the point I want to make. Everyone above him on the list, Haas, Grant, Walsh, Mitchell, Hines, they're all going into origin. Yeah. Sean Johnson is right in it at 32 years of age, playing some of his best football. Who knows? Who knows? He was very good, and so was Charles Nickel Cookstad as well. Mm. Yeah, I thought Fanua Blake was and Tohu Harris led the led from the front in this game. I thought that they were really imposed their will. Um, and that's what you want from your, your your elite forwards. And I think Fanua Blake is just having a fantastic season. You know, I I, I, he's not an Origin player, is he? He's 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 a Kiwi. No, Blake, no, he's Kiwi. He's, yeah, so he can't play Origin. Um, so someone like him is. God, Queensland might find a way to get him. Well, <laughs> if New South Wales can. Tohu Harris and Johnson. Yeah, Clockstad since he's come back has added a real zip um, to the in the last two weeks uh, against Penrith and this week again. He's just added that extra X factor that they need. Um, and as you say, sitting in eighth position um, with a bye ground. That's that's per, you know if you said that to. Adam Andrew Webster, their coach at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Look, after once you you got your buy around the around twelve, we're going to give you eighth spot. How would you like that? You go what? Yes, please. Oh, oh yes, please. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm I, I actually like watching the Warriors play. I think they they play a good brand of footy. Their attack is really on point, and 
they're learning that <clears throat> they're getting the arm wrestle as far as defence goes. So, yeah, good win. Uh, the Doggies, Doggies second last on points. You know, that's a little bit concerning, a little bit concerning. But I will say that their injury rate, their injury um, uh, has been hit by hard by the injury stick. And so um, they can take a couple of, you know, Soft points for that, but mm. I, I still, I'm still a little bit concerned about what they're doing around the halves area. You know, Matt, I don't think Matt Burton's not a seven. I don't think. Um, no. You know, I think Joshy Reynolds got to a stage now where he's probably not a starter. He's a 14 if he's going to play first grade. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, some things from Serrata to, to look out for. And um, yeah, this week we've got Matt Burton in number seven and the young kid, uh, Alupu, playing number six. So, um, Josh Reynolds is playing 14 this week. Okay, so that's probably, that, that looks a bit better, I think. But yeah, look, they play Titans, and we'll get to that game later. But yeah, dogs are just, dogs. They're going to probably use this year as a learning curve, and um, I think once they've got all their players on the field, they're missing some some really good forwards at the moment, and I think it shows. So, but they are um, making a rod for their own back. Where at some point, with all these signings, with Reed Marnie coming over, yep. with Burton coming over, with and I know Billy's out at the moment, but with Kickout coming over, and and the Fox, and all these. Players coming in at some point, the expectation is, well, you've got the cattle. So What's that, going on? The, but that is that's still probably a ways down the track. They've probably got a few more, at least a year or so more grace. I think, that I, conversation. Think got, I, I think they've got this to this time next year. I think, mm. I think in twelve months' time, if they're still languishing, well, then we're going to start to ask questions. But until yeah. then, they've got some leeway. Panthers put an ass kicking on the Sydney yep. Roosters, forty-eight to four. Uh, Roosters. Mm. Well, let's start. Let's celebrate the Panthers first. Panthers, I think, showing why they are still the best side in the competition. Well, in particular, um, Jerome Luai, I think, who answered his critics beautifully. Um, oh, I still think he's been playing good this year, Jerome Luai. I think yep. he's been still, he's still been just because he's not scoring and setting up, and he's always in the game. I think the guy on the weekend who really proved that you know he can he can be a real X factor for the Panthers going forward is Scott Sorensen. Mm. Um, he scored two. He set one up. He, he ran for two hundred meters. He he's kind of that guy that everyone needs a, a Scott Sorensen in their team. You know, he's just a no fuss type of player. He just gets the job done. And and Isaiah Yeo played another great captain's lock as well. So I think them three players probably figured in my eyes as the best three on the field. And um, the Roosters, my goodness, uh, Bondi, we have a problem. There is a problem. That says something that's I don't know. Or is it because the this, that you mentioned before, the rod for your own back type thing, is that have they built that with Suwali and, and with young Walker? Is it, is it, you know, is it, I don't know. I don't know where the Roosters are at the moment. All I do know is that they're one of the premier clubs in our game. So mm. to, dis, to discount them, you do it at your own peril. But um, to have 48 points scored against you and only score one try, I think in the last few weeks they've only scored uh, a, a really oh, low amount. They've, made, they've scored 10 points. They've averaged five points per game last two weeks. There you go. And that's that's with a, an attacking team that most in the competition would say, please let me have that. Yeah. It's, it's, so there is some worrying signs for the Roosters. Uh, that being said, they're a game out of the eight. It's it's not it's oh, not yeah. alarm yeah. bells, but the the lack of the lack of points would be a concern for Trent Robinson, and not just the lack of points, but getting for getting that many points put on you by the Panthers. That's the, that's the worrying sign. You that's know, we know side, that the best defensive sides are the ones that making are making grand finals. You know, that's what the Roosters have been, along with the Storm and the Panthers over the last two decades in the competition. That's rare. Well, they, have you the, see... they have the third worst. They have the third worst differential. Differential. Um, mm. The Bulldogs have the worst, minus ninety five. Actually, the Tigers are minus ninety, and then Roosters the, are minus sixty five. That's not good. That's an unusual number. When, and is, then compared, when you look at the Panthers, who mm-hmm. are the, the best for and against, the best differential, 128. Wow. Long ways so, off. Yeah, long ways off. Um, Rabbitohs, just a professional job over the West Tigers, 20 zip. Um, it's probably the fall, not the fall that the, the Tigers thought would come, but they a two-game winning streak. Um, some some green shoots, as, as I said, but this is a, this is a really quality Rabbitohs outfit. Yeah, I agree with the, uh, both things you said then. I think the Tigers were in this game for about 65 minutes and then all of a sudden it was just kind of, it was a dour struggle, I must admit. I I watched this game and I thought, oh man, this is, this. you know, I suppose you're only as good as your opposition and the Tigers were giving it to the uh, the Rabbitohs and then all of a sudden the, sh- the class of Campbell Graham and, and Luttrell and 
although Tane Milne had a fantastic game in this this contest as well. Um, <clears throat> they kind of come back to a little bit of they come back to earth somewhat um, the Tigers, but not not to a to a point where they go, oh man, we're back to square one. Because I think they can. This young fullback man, he, he continues to impress. Um, he's such a good little player. Mm. He's uh, Jareem Buller. He's in the game everywhere. Stafford Tower, who was a, was once a knight, he's been playing really good footy as well. And obviously, you know, it was a it was an origin showdown between Appy and and Cook. And if you if you're going just on that, well, it's Damien Cook every day of the week. Yep. Um, uh, you've got to take into consideration the the cattle that he's playing around with him as well. And I, I what you just said, this South Sydney team, they're the team to beat for mine. If I'm if I'm Penrith and I'm mm. associated with Penrith, and I think we're we're going to win this competition. My biggest worry comes in the form of well, the Broncos, who they play this Thursday night, and the Rabbits, who are a year older and a year wiser from when they got beaten in 21, and they seem more settled. Latrell's playing more games. Cody's playing more games. And you mentioned Sean Johnson before about the Dally M. Well, sh- mm. Cody's right behind him, and Cody yeah. will be playing Origin. So um, intriguing times ahead. Uh, this, you know, They solid- solidified their, their spot at number one on the ladder, mm-hmm. the Rabbitohs, and uh, look, they've... They're playing good footy, man. That's a fair, it's, they're, they're really humming along at the moment. And, yeah, and tip of your cap to Jason Demetrio. He is going. Time. He goes about his work in a very quiet Wayne Bennett esque manner, if you don't mind. And and you know, I think the Bunnies would be very content with with the man who sits in charge of this side. Cowboys. Big bounce yeah. back for the Cows. Game number 300 for Ben Hunt. Um, one he'll want to forget. An, an incredible milestone for a for a bloke who has has lived under the microscope seemingly since he signed that big money deal with the Dragons. Uh, Queensland love him and what he brings to that side, and he'll be a part of Billy Slater's plans, no doubt. But the Cowboys finally kicking into gear and showing some signs of 2022. Yeah, you're right. Um, let's just first, I'll first address uh, what you said about Ben Hunt. I agree with everything you said because, let's not forget, this is the guy who dropped the ball in the grand final oh. and first and then kicked the field goal. And I was watching Vossi's show the other day, The Fan, and he got interviewed on it, and he said, uh, "What's your most memorable moment of a grand, you know, in, in your career?" And he said, "Probably the grand final where I dropped the ball from the kickoff." Mm. And I went, "Oh, I, I turned it up." I said, "He goes because from that day on, I changed the way I thought, the way I felt, the way I played." He said that I realised that that's as bad as it gets. Now everything's up, and you just mentioned how good he is at Origin, how much in demand he is now. That you know he's a dragon, and uh, there's probably five or six other clubs who want him. The guy has got thick skin. And as a as a rugby league player, and as a as a smaller rugby league player, he is invaluable to any mm. club that he goes to because he's just a he's just a rock solid rugby league player who is fantastic at Origin. He he steps up a gear at Origin even when he play, he's playing hooker or half. He's like so. he's like he's like Dane Gagai. He grows yeah, a leg when he puts on that better. jumper. I, well, I can't I, on that. I can't believe that they're not even thinking. Like there's some Queensland inverted commas pundits who haven't picked him in their team. Gagai. Now he'd be the really? first back. He'd be the first back I would pick in Jeez. in Origin because that, he, it looks like he's got four feet when he's playing Origin. He's that, it, he's he it's that, that old fast. idea of of what what do your opponents not want you to do? And New South play, Wales don't want Dane Gagai out there. He is a menace in centre. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a, he gets in your face and but yeah, look, you're right with the Cowboys. I thought um, this is like young Lukey coming back from a, a long uh, uh, layoff with injury. Um, he looks good now that Nanai's been out. Um, I thought Val Holmes was good. Drinkwater again was good and, and did and uh, played his normal game. So good good bounce back from the Cowboys, 44-22. And they're slowly, slowly get, getting up the ladder. Now they're up to about 13th um, on the ladder. They were 15th a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, um, Origin's going to be a little bit humstrung for them. They're going to have a few mm. players involved with that, you would imagine. But, yeah, just slowly but surely for the Cows. Meanwhile, Ricky Stewart's probably wishing that Jack White had announced he was leaving the club oh, the years year. ago. <laughs> they are flying. They just they just took the Eels apart. Twenty six to eighteen. You know, it was a bit closer on the scoreboard, but this one seemed never in doubt. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I again, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Hudson Young. Oh. Um, he's got to be in the seventeen. He has. He has got to be in New South Wales seventeen. And I and I, I don't know what Freddie and Brandy and, and Co are. Are thinking, um, but obviously they're going to pick the team that they think can get the job done. When you watch Hudson Young play, you, you can imagine it, you picture him in a blue jersey, and it just that makes sense. 
Um, a bit like Liam Martin. Like Liam Martin's been out for a while. Um, but as soon as he came back last week against the Roosters, and you see the aggression that he plays with, and he's always in someone's face, you see him in a blue jersey as well. Um, these, there's, there's not many guys who are playing back row in our competition who straight away you see them in a blue jersey. Um, Hudson Young is one. Liam Martin is one for mine. Um, and there's no – look, I think they've won five in a row now. Um the, the Raiders, that's, you know, so, and most of it's been on the back of the go forward from Tarpany, and, and, and Tarpany started the season pretty quietly by his lofty standards. Because there was a stage mid-early mid, mid early last year where, it might have even been the season the before, this is it, you de- you declared him the best forward on the planet. Yep, he was, he was, and I think at the moment he's he's playing a, he's playing a different role, because they're playing a little bit differently. Um, Tomoko's in the centres demanding more ball, he has just come along in leaps and bounds. He's probably the most improved player in the competition, I reckon, Tomoko. Timoko, sorry for getting the name wrong. Um, I think he's just been fantastic for the Raiders. And, yeah, you're right, Ricky Stewart, <laughs> ever since that announcement from uh, Jack was made, the week later they've gone on this run. And um, Fogarty's looking great. Um, on the other hand, the Eels, well, they missed Mitchell Moses big time. And um, apparently something was said to young Jacob Arthur after the game by a so-called fan of the game, which is is a, is a gutless act by saying anything to a kid on a field who's, you know, anything negative about what he's he's there for. Um, I didn't really read into it because I, I, I don't like it. It makes me too angry when I, when I read about young kids copying it from so-called fans because I just think that's the lowest act you can do. Um, so, look, it's, yeah, look, back to the drawing board for the Eels. Uh, they, they are 14th, Liam. They're sitting in 14th spot. That's yeah. you got to almost put a you almost got to put a pen through them. You almost got to put the the red pen through them and say, well, this is the team that was in the grand final last year. And it looks like at this stage that unless they unless something happens dramatically, because they've got the Rabbitohs this week who are who are humming along. They've got to beat mm. the, they beat the Rabbitohs. There we go. If they beat the Rabbitohs this Friday night, they play finals footy. If they beat the Rabbitohs, they play finals. Well, I'll tell if, you what. If, what are we? We're going into round eleven, so we got uh, round twelve. This, we're going into round twelve, beg your pardon. And there's twenty seven rounds. So let's let's here here's what we'll start doing on the rundown each week. We'll put a we'll put a line through a team. Okay. Until we start counting them down. So you can you can cherry we'll pick whatever you first, want. Then. Dragons. They're out. Dragons yeah. officially out of contention. You heard it here first on MG's rugby league rundown. <laughs> the Dragons cannot win the comp. There you no, go. They are they ruled can't. out. Next week we rule out another team. Okay. I wonder who he'll pick. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, well done to Ricky and the team. Uh, Gold Coast Titans got absolutely ponged oh. on the weekend. Absolutely, Caelan ponged. 46 yep. 26. Caelan Ponger uh, basically said to Reese Walsh, get stuffed. I'm playing fullback. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was that type of uh, audition that you were, everyone was waiting for Caelan Ponger to come back and express himself in a manner that was becoming of an origin player, and he did it. He did it with his eyes closed. He did it with so much. We forget, don't we? We forget how good of a player this is. This guy is, because he's had such a disrupted last couple of, you know, last twelve months with concussion, yeah. and we forget how good he is. Because oh, then you remember to that last game last year, I think it was when Munster was out and he played. Um, he, he was fullback and he, he didn't come in at five eight, I think. And uh, DC, I'm not sure, but all I know was that he played the game of his life, and yep. he played the he played the game of his life. Um, against the Titans as well. The Titans were in this game up until like, yeah, that was, up to was, half time. It was ebb and flowing, and, and David Fafita, who continues to to him, he, he looks fitter. He, David Fafita is fitter, Doesn't and he? that's evident because he's making, he's, he's, I think he's doubled his, or maybe tripled what he's yeah, doing. 234 last year. run meters. Wow. So, uh, uh, in one that of game. them was an 80 meter try, mind you, but sure. um, he, is, he is like lifting it big time. Uh, look, another guy who I was impressed by in this game was Tyson Brazil, and the irony of this is that. His name's been mentioned as far as making a comeback to Origin. Um, hasn't played Origin since 2020. Look, left field, but I wouldn't look. I, I don't know qualms about him having him in my team. If Freddie and Brandy think that he's the man for the job to have one of them back row spots, well, I'd have no qualms with it because he, the way he played on the weekend, um, it kind of reminded everybody that he is a big game player. Mm. Um, I thought Jackson Hastings was good as well. Um, but yeah, look, this is a game that the Knights really needed to win because. Now, all of a sudden, Knights are only what? Well, they're a game and a half out, or they're less than a game yeah. because they had that draw earlier in the year. So they're a yeah. half a game outside the eight. 
Wow. Yeah, so the, it's it's some good oh, – oh, geez, a competitor, young Hastings. He's always in the uh, game. He's, he's great, just always in the game. He's great. He's um, the, the other thing I was going to say just about the ladder, and it's a – I mean, Rabideau's a, a top, but they're only two games ahead of 10th. It's a yeah, really easy, even ladder to this point it's of the amazing. year. It's amazing. It's well, last three seasons we've watched Penrith basically sit on top of the ladder by themselves. That's it. They put daylight and, to, to and the rest been of the competition. Other teams trying to fight for second. This this way, it's it's been, you know, the Broncos and and uh, Rabbitohs sit on sixteen. Then we've got like five or six teams on fourteen. That's uh, it. It feels like those teams have separated comp. themselves, but the Raiders are a game off first. That's right. In seventh. It's so it's a great. We are set up for great a great competition back great half of the year, but yeah. it also it also shows that state of origin period is going to be really important. It's going to be a really important patch, and that's where squad depth and and structure and and being able to play next man up is going to be so vital for these teams. Um, agree more. Yeah, so looking forward to it. Uh, last game of the round, Sharks got it done. The Battle of the Beaches, twenty to fourteen. Um, Headed up, headed up the coast, and and got one over the Manly Seagulls at their home ground. Yes, they did it pretty easily up until about the sixty fifth minute mark, and it was twenty to four or something, twenty to two, or um, and then as they have most of the season, the Sharks last quarter of the game they kind of go to sleep. You can't do that against good teams, you know. Garrick scored two late tries to make it respectable for the Seagulls, but. But the damage was already done. Um, mm. I thought uh, Nakora's best game of the season. Um, a telling mark was the the fact that he got the ball and ran around Tommy Turbo. Was it, that kind of said to me? And I'll get to my team in a minute, yeah. my New South Wales team. But that kind of said to me that Tommy's not ready for Origin. Tommy's, Tommy's not, not ready. Uh, you know, I, I, as much as it pains me to say that, I, I, it, I, it seems the, sacrilegious to say, doesn't it? Oh, the, there's not a more, the, there's not a more player in the game I love more. To be honest, him and his brother, I think they do so much for our game, and I just don't want to. I, I, that could have been the hammer, or that could have been Val Holmes, or it could have been Capewell, or it could have been like I, I just. I, I know he's not 100 percent fit. Mm. He might be physically, but, but mentally he's not. There's some. There's a couple of demons in that in that head of his saying that if I go 100 percent here. There's a chance there's going to be that one of them guitar strings are going to ping, and I don't like that sound. I don't like that feeling, and it's and it's he's playing accordingly at the moment. It's he needs something to happen where he just sprints somewhere, and nothing happens to his body, and he gets over that hel- that hurdle. It'll come, it'll come, but I don't know if you risk it in Origin. It's like it's like taking taking a V8 supercar to Bathurst, and knowing and and needing to be able to unleash. Down Conrod's straight, Conrad's knowing straight, you yeah. want to be able to blow it up to three hundred k's plus, but you 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 and the team kind of know that there's something not quite right with the car. One of the spark plugs isn't quite firing. Exactly, that's how Tommy feels at the moment, and it yep. seems insane that he's out there running around for Manly and that he might not play for the Blues when he's fit because oh, it's, he's it's, Tom Trebojevic. I think I think what will happen is, and and look, I'm pretty sure. That the manly hierarchy would say that to him on a daily basis. You know, the the uh, Flanagan obviously is assistant coach, and Seabold is his main man. And I think himself. I think, I think Tommy's got to a stage of his career where he's he's going to be pretty honest with himself. But he was this state of origin. If I if if someone said to me, mm, look, and I'm, I'm I'm a regular in Origin, and all of a sudden I've got a say I've got a groin. Complaint that kind of just stops me from being 100. percent I'm playing it at around 85, 90, and that carrot gets dangled, which is a Blue Origin jersey, and you kind of say to yourself, "Yeah, what? Well, I might be good by then," but you can't have any doubt. You've, you just can't have any doubt. It's so I think I think the call from Freddie will go to to talk to Turb, yeah. um, and they've got to have an honest, honest conversation. It's simple as that. If he if he plays this weekend on Sunday in the nation's capital against the Raiders and he gets me out of the match, well, he's, he's in. Is um, But he's not in my team at the moment. You know what the conversation will be as well is if he doesn't play, Queenslanders will start to say, well, Queenslander would have, Queenslander would have been able to get through that injury. Well, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that, that's another thing. That is another thing. That's, hey, quickly, before we move on from Manly and we get to your origin team, I do want to give, I just want to give a tip of the lid to, to Daly Cherry Evans. This bloke who oh, is coming up on yeah. game 300. 
Well, you were talking about him in the office yeah, the other day. Yeah, but he's past 300. No, no, no. 293. Oh, wow. 293 he's played. So he's, so he's coming in on it. But this is a guy who... He's 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 done everything in the game. Like he won that he's won comps, um, and there was that obviously the little dalliance with the Titans. But his consistency over his career is remarkable. Yeah. He, he, he truly he, has moment, been a, a great. He at the moment is manly. He he if he wasn't in that team, they get beaten by forty points against the Sharks last weekend. He is just playing his ass off, and it's an, that's another scary thought being a New South Welshman because he's just getting primed for the biggest game, the three biggest games of the season, and. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned him because I, mm. I had in my notes today when I was looking, when I, I knew we were coming on, I just wrote a bit about um, that that game and I went DCE um, three ticks. So he was he was really really good, and he's been good all year, Liam. He's been, he's been good he's been all fantastic year. All year. Yep. Mm. Yeah, and he's and he's just the he that that control and composure, and he's one of those he's one of those halfbacks that the guy he's a bit like Adam Reynolds and and Nathan Cleary is the same. The game never seems too fast. The game never seems to be out of their control. They always it's a tempo thing. And and again, I know they're losing and they've slid out of the eight, but I think his performance, what he's been doing, needs needs mentioning. State of origin, let's do it. We've been looking forward to this, MG. This is so. This is your game one one through seventeen for New South yep. Wales. This okay, is, let's it, go. If they, yeah, they had to pick it tomorrow, this is my team. I've got, I've got Teddy at fullback and captain. Uh, on the wings, I went, I've gone for a couple of Panther players. I've gone from Brian Totlaw and Stephen Crichton as my wingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my centres are a couple of South boys in Latrell Mitchell and Campbell Graham. Um, my so I'm going for I'm going for all combinations in the back line because my halves are the Penrith halves in Luai and Cleary. Um, front row, I've gone for Payne Haas and Jake Trebojevic to start the game with Damien Cook getting the nod. Um, in the back row, Cam, uh, Cam Murray and Liam Martin are my second rowers with Isaiah Yeo as lock. And on the bench, I've got Nico Hines, uh, Junior Paulo, Hudson Young. And it's going to be out of, I think, either Dale Finucane or da- Daniel Saifidi as the, the 17th. Ooh. I think one of them will get the... The night of seventh okay. man, um, and I'll, I'll probably lean towards Fanukin. Okay, so we get we do get two debutants there in in uh, Nico yep. and Hudson. Yep, a couple of first time yep. blues. There's some. Um, there's for the most part looking at what the what the teams were last year. Um, you've got the same second row and lock, obviously with Murray, Martin, and Yo, uh, Payne Haas, Turbo were all involved. Damien Cook obviously lost his spot to to Appy for the second third game, but he's still in the mix. We know that the halves are the same. Um, you uh, question Katoni Staggs? Yeah, close part of the squad, just not in the yeah, side for you. Definitely him and Matt, I think Matt Burton as well. Matt Burton could easily play number fourteen as well. Okay. Um, I, I just think on form, um, I, I think they'll be part of an extended s- squad. I think so. Ola Kawatu, I think you got Ola Jack White in the squad. He's no, he's retired from rep footy. Oh, that's right, he retired. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what all the kerfuffle was about, that's wasn't it? He's been so good. He's been so great without it on his mind. So yeah, he's been one of their best players. So yeah, they look. It's every man and his dog, and and has had their say in who they thinks. I'm pretty sure that Freddie and Brandy will throw a couple of spinners in the works. I'm not sure who, but um, they. I don't know. Don't forget, this is this is this is where the pressure. This is it. Yeah. This is mm. where it comes down. This is the most. I'm actually going to Adelaide for the game. I, I we decided uh, on Sunday night. Me and my wife and. Uh, my son and his girlfriend, and, and my, my daughter's going to celebrate her 16th birthday on the 31st of May. So let's go. We're taking, we're taking her. And we're going to stay over the the, uh, the new casino there. At the, oh, Ripper! Yeah. Yeah, city of churches. I'll send mum and dad around to take you on a tour. Yeah, tell them around. We'll go to the, we'll go to the Barossa. <laughs> uh, just quickly, you were talking about Olakwatu. Yep. So he, you you think he's part against, of the against, squad? Against. It, He's probably he's probably dropped off in the last three or four mm. weeks since since he's been mentioned as an Origin Boulder. Um, I think that what happens is when these guys get singled out, um, you know, it's, it's the same things happened to Jesse Raymond over the years and um, other players. It's happened to as well. When the spotlight gets on them, they kind of try and change the way that they're playing. And in the fifth minute the other day, uh, Royce Hunt from the Sharkies got the ball and, and ran straight at him and went over him. And scored a try from five metres out. So that's not what you want. That's not what you want. He wouldn't have been fatigued. It was all technique. No. And I think he tried to do something. I've never seen him do 
really low tackles like that. I, I'd rather him at six foot five, you know, if I could give him any point of advice, is, is tackle with your chest more. Yeah. Because you've got such long arms and song, long, song le- such long arms and such long legs that every time you go low below the knees, you, you don't get rewarded for it. So why do it? Just yeah. tackle around the ball and bring him to the ground like a, you know, get him in the crocodile roll. And I yeah. think he'll be better for that. He's 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 going to be a, a he's a really good presence on the field. I like what he does on a footy field. And um, but yeah, there it is. I think that seventeen can All get right. the job done. I like it. Well, we'll see just how close you are when the blue squad is announced next week. Uh, right, let's get to Indigenous round. Let's yep. tip these teams. It's uh, just looking through, and I know I feel like I say this every week, Ugh. and maybe I've just got my footy goggles on, but it's a good round of footy. There's some really good games, and as you said, final week of auditions for those players who want to be a part of Queensland and New South Wales come game one. Broncos, Panthers, Thursday night, Suncorp Stadium. Oh, what a game. What a game. Both no sides. Adam Reynolds, though. He is out. He has failed the concussion protocol, so Jock Madden uh, will, will, will be alongside Ezra Mann. Yeah, that's a massive out for the Broncos. He has been their, you know, the, the bus driver for this bus for the last 11 weeks. The first game he misses, and as soon as he went off the field the other week against, or last week against the Storm, he was, it was noticed. Um, yeah. I, I think the Panthers in a tight one. Okay. Uh, the I will say this, Kevy Walters won't like the idea of losing to the Panthers because if they go down, that means that they've, their losses have come against all the contenders. They will have yep. lost to the Storm, the Bunnies, and the Panthers. So That's right. That, and, and then that will be a narrative. That will be a narrative that builds throughout the season of, oh, yeah, the Broncos are at the pointy end, but they can't beat the good teams. So, yeah, that's right. Um, it's a really big game tomorrow night. Dragons, Roosters. Uh, roosters have got to bounce back, don't they? They have to. They have to. If they, if, if this – if. For some reason they don't. There's, we'll be talking next Wednesday about some some rule. Oh no, next Wednesday will dominate be by Origin. But oh, this yeah, game, if this if this game if Roosters do lose this game, there's going to be some big trouble the, in Little China. Look, we wait to see if the new coach bounce happens for the Dragons. Obviously, uh, no Hook Griffin, but look, it does bring Zach Lomax, Zane Musgrove, and and Jacob Little back into the side. I think Zach Lomax needs a really big performance. I think the the messiness with which uh, his his dropping to reserve grade happened, and the reported you know disgruntledness he took that news with, and and all that sort of stuff, and and this is a guy who's been part of Origin squads. Let's yep. not forget he's an elite level talent, and I think if if this team is going to get something out of this season, Zach Lomax needs to be the star that he is capable of being. Yeah, well, I watched him um, in reserve grade last <clears throat> last week against Knights, and he was there. He was the star player. He's, he 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 looked like he got back into his roots. He um, how do I explain this? He he shared the ball a lot more than he does in a first grade game. He he set up his outside man beautifully, and all he's got to do is do that in first grade. You know, sometimes we get a little bit try hungry. We get a bit, and we think that we can do a lot of things on our own. It's a team sport, rugby league. The more you pass, the more you score. And that's that's just the that's the narrative of the game. So he set up a young guy outside him in reserve grade last week for a couple of great tries. His goal kicking was back from the sideline in the second half. They right. come from behind a bit the night. So I think he's in a good space. I I, I also all of think a sudden that, I want to tip the Roosters. Well, Joey <laughs> oh, sorry, Mono's I want to tip the Dragons. <laughs> Joey Mona's out. All right, uh, and quick. no Sam Walker as well. He's got that injury, so we won't see young Sammy for a mm. bit. Rabbitohs Eels Friday night Allianz Stadium. Um, uh, Sean Lane out for Massive the Eels. Out. We know how important that is. They do get Mitchell back into the halves, which uh, huge inclusion for them. But for this uh, this Rabbitohs outfit, they just keep on doing their thing. Yeah, the Eels just since the season started with Sean Lane having that broken jaw in the uh, in the trial game. Madison sitting out for the, the was it three or four weeks? Four weeks yep. at the start of the, the year. That that's that's hurt them. That has really hurt them, and they don't seem to be the team that they were. Because the I don't know they just don't seem to be and and Campbell Gillard as well another big out so there's you know Sean Lane and Campbell Gillard being out is massive and South playing the brand of footy they're playing how can you go against them honestly this might this might be as bad of a a grand final fall off as we've seen for quite a while for a team that I don't to, know what the stats are but if they don't pull their I'll do some out research it, into that next week yeah. I'll come next week I'll come to the rundown with some info on the worst 
uh, yep. post-grand final appearance that a team has ever had. And I'll, and I'll let you know what they're fighting against. Righto. And then we head to Coffs Harbour this weekend. Great to see, as we always say, the great to see the game going to regional towns and regional um, centres so that uh, the people get to see the games yeah, live. It. Sharky's Knights. Um, the fact that this is an, on a neutral ground, the Knights come right into it. The fact that it's away from the Shark Park and they're, you know, the, the ground where they're, they're very hard to beat. Oh, I'll give the Knights a real big, big chance in this game. I Same 17. I, I can't tip them, but I can't tip them for a win. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, if I had to pick a game that was going to go into Golden Point, this would be the one. Okay. All right. Uh, West Tigers, Cowboys. Uh, this one Ooh. is at Leichhardt Oval. Who doesn't love a Saturday evening? I mean, Sunday evenings are better, but Saturday evening uh, at Leichhardt Oval. Um, if you're a Tigers fan and you love Leichhardt Oval, make sure you get along this Saturday because I think it's the last time they play at Leichhardt Oval this year. So. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's a, I'm going to be there. I'm, my young bloke plays at uh, 12.30 against the Magpies in in New South Wales Cup. So I'm going to get there. I'm going to stay around and watch this game in first grade because I want to see exactly how good these this young buller is, a, a dream buller, fullback for the, the Tigers. Um, it's very hard to go against the Cowboys, but away from North Queensland, you know what? Stuff it. This is my upset of the round. The Tigers over the Cowboys. I love that. I love that. MG whipping home the Tigers. <laughs> at Leichhardt, at one of your old clubs, whipping them home uh, at Leichhardt Oval on Saturday evening. I love that. Uh, if you see the big wild panther there, go and say good day. Give him a cuddle. He loves it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then for mine, this one is, and I know the Broncos Panthers. Uh, this is up there. Tomorrow night is probably game of the round because you got essentially yep. two top three teams. But no, Adam Reynolds takes a bit of the sting out of it for me. This game though, Dolphins Melbourne Storm. And with all the storylines, it's oh, Bellamy yeah. v. Bennett. Oh. It's the Bromwich boys taking on their old mob. It's Ken Kafusi put a Kafusi hit on one of his ex-teammates. <laughs> this has got everything. Fifth against sixth. And if you said it to me at the start of the year, I said, come on, man, get off it. Get off it. <laughs> Dolphins shouldn't be sixth. The storm might be higher than fifth. So, um, yeah, this is uh, this game, my goodness. Sat- make sure if you – Saturday, 7.30. I'm like, I was go- supposed to have something on Saturday night. I've, I've – I've barred it. Cancel. I want, to, I want to be in front of the TV at 7 o'clock with my slippers on, with a nice glass of red wine, my feet up, and the heater, is, the heater warming my feet and my body and watching this game because I think it's going to be a classic. I can't wait for it. Yeah, everywhere you look, there's storylines. The, the three forwards who went from Melbourne to the Dolphins, Bellamy up against Bennett. It's, uh, I don't know. I, okay, I'm going to pick Storm. But I'm not going to be one bit surprised to see the Dolphins win it. And if you think now, and here's, I, I, I'm with you, MG. I, I think I'll probably end up tipping the Dolphins. But here is one thing I will tip. I'm not tip, guarantee. Felice Cafusi's been putting these hits on all year, yeah? Oh, yeah. Nelson Asafa Solomona. Oh, Biggest yeah. unit in the game. Oh, but, oh, he, but he copped oh, yeah. the knock to the ribs last week. Oh, yeah. A Guess nasty what? knock to the ribs last week. If I'm Nelson. I'm not putting my hands above my shoulders any time no. because if you open up that midsection, That's gone the man they're calling Finn Diesel is coming in and <laughs> hitting. Finn Diesel. I love that. That's, <laughs> He's calling himself Finn so, Diesel they've now. They've been so good. They've been so good, the Dolphins. They're, they're, they're the reason. They are the reason. Look, there's a, there's a lot of reasons this competition is on fire. But the fact that, I, look, I was way against the buy at the start of the year. I said, no, I don't want buys. I don't want buys. Now I, now I love buys. I barely now noticed I them. Fa- I, I barely I, noticed I, them. I, no, now that I love the fact that I love seeing teams come off buys. Now, I, like, I like seeing how they, how they react after having, you know, that week off. I, I think the buy is really good. I, um, oh, this is, this, is a, this is a classic. This is going to be a, a classic. I, I, yeah, as I said, I, I'm... I'm leaning towards Melbourne. I just just on the back of Munster and Harry Grant, and them two in particular, mm. um, Jerome Hughes as well. But oh look, man, Dolphins are going to be buzzing. This is what sold out, is it up there? Is, is there, oh, it'll be it'll be a, really a sellout. Sellout at Suncorp Stadium, huge buzz, absolutely mm. huge buzz. This one will be, and they play well at Suncorp. They play yeah. really well at Suncorp. So 
Um, right, get into the Sunday games. Bulldogs taking on Titans. Uh, Josh, the Fox, is back, which is great news. Probably a bit late for him to push for an origin selection, you would think. Yeah, but, I think so. Uh, but Carl Olapau, this this highly touted youngster, um, is going to be starting at 5'8". Josh Reynolds goes back to 14, which is where you like to see him. Yep. Um, yeah, Olapau. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, how do you pronounce it? Oloapu. Carl Olapau. Olapau. Mm-hmm. Olapau and Katoa are a carbon copy of each other. Um, young Isaiah Katoa for the Dolphins and Olapau for, for the Bulldogs. They, it's they probably like Olawapu, but I'm saying Olapau. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> this kid, they, they're born with so much confidence. They, 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 they jump into first grade with so much confidence because usually the junior clubs that they've been playing for haven't tasted that much defeat. So yeah, they're, untainted, they're untainted by, by defeat and they play accordingly once they get the first grade. I'm... I'm I, I'm disappointed what the Titans did last week. I, I no, think that they are. I can't put. I I can't keep backing them to win when they they dish up that crap from last week. So I'm I'm looking at the Bulldogs to win this one. No, don't be silly. Titans yeah, will win. Their forward packs too. You good. talk. You, you talk me the forward Titans packs last week against the Knights. Four, yeah, all right. But I, but I you forgot did. that you the talk... Knights were coming off the bye in Bali. They yeah, were all but, tanned oh, and happy. There's one player and... went to Bali. There's one. There's, there's <laughs> one player, brother and best. <laughs> Uh, mate, Mo Fodawaka, Tino, Fafita, uh, they're going to they're gonna steamroll this Bulldogs forward pack. And, okay. uh, I'm, and, I'm, I'm on the dogs. Where, I'm on the doggies. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> last game of the round, Raiders, Sea Eagles, uh, in Canberra too, to take a brave person to tip against this Raiders outfit right now. It would. It would, but there's a lot at stake. And it's in particular um, Tommy Trebojevic's origin selection in game one uh, rest on it. So all eyes will be on Geo Stadium at Sunday at 4.05 p.m. It's going to be about three degrees down there. Um, probably not conducive with <laughs> with warm f- footy and, and being nice yeah. and relaxed on the field as far as your, your, your hammies and your groin and everything <laughs> goes. So but they, look, it's, it's in front of Tommy Turbo. If Tommy wants to play Origin, this is the game he's got to prove to himself. He's got to, he's got to have a little bit of risk in this game. He's got to show that he can do it because – um, they'll pick him if he if he plays if he plays in this game and he shows that he's 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 right for Origin. Well, we'll we'll all have a big <sighs> thank God. But at the moment, what I'm seeing, I don't think he is. And I think that the Raiders are the Raiders are a tough team. The Raiders, mm. the Raiders, their forward pack is Horsburgh, Lock, and Whitehead and Young and Tarpany yep. and Papalihi and and Starling. Then you got then you got Jack White and, and Rapana in their back line who just give it to you. Albert Hopper White he's been really good, he's been fantastic on the wing and, and Croker. So they're a settled team and they are playing for each other. I can't see anything but a Raiders victory. There you go. Tips are in. Indigenous round on the way. Get out there and enjoy your week of footy. Next week here on the rundown, it will be all about the O-R-I. I'm trying to spell origin. I've just said origin. O-R-I-G-I-N, baby. There you go. You knew what I meant. That's the key to this relationship. Right, OMG. We've got to get out of here. See you later. Adios. Triple M Footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.